Is it as good as this? What up, you motherfuckers? Gobble, gobble. We got a special edition of the Peanut Butter League podcast. And on this week's episode, we have two very special guests. We had to bring one guy on to put him back into the league. Never talked anymore. And then we have the most historical champion in Peanut Butter League history. This week we got JT, we got females. I gotta stop this song. Um, what's up, fellas? How we doing? Both in Elkhart. What's going on before Thanksgiving? Unsportsmanlike conduct. Fifteen yards. False start. Five yard penalty. Uh, not too much. We uh, actually we actually saw each other in person last night. Um, my my cousin plays basketball for Grace College, uh, and so which is right down the street from where JT lives. So I went and watched went and watched an NAIA throwdown between Grace College and Indiana Wesleyan, and uh, saw JT afterwards. Got a got a bite to eat, got a beer, and uh, caught up a little bit. But shout out NAIA, baby, go Blue Hawks. Um, <laughs> Is that what Dickinson State was? <laughs> Dickinson State Blue Hawks, baby. Hawks are up. Um, Dakota knew that. <laughs> zero chance. Um, exciting news. Who won? Did Grace College win? They did. It was like 90, 93 to 82 or something like that. It was a, yeah, it was a shootout. And 11 at the house. I scored that high. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, they shattered, shattered the over. <laughs> <laughs> Shattered the over. JT, you shared some exciting news. Um, grandma's getting married. Yeah, so for me, I'm running a 5K in Elkhart tomorrow morning and then uh, going to Ohio for my grandma's wedding on Friday. So what is it? And, and how old is grandma? My grandma is probably almost 80, high, late, late 70s. So late 70s, when you get married at late 70s, is this a low-key wedding? Is this a banger? Like, is are you going to be partying? Yeah, it's, 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 it's lunch and open house style wedding. So it's like the actual ceremony is going to be not very many people. And then open house, people just come and say hello. So are you guys like partying? Uh, it'll be over by 5 p.m. <laughs> so to bed early. Do you think you'll oh, have one drink? Do you think you'll have one craft beer in the in that time frame? Not during the wedding, but after definitely. Fuck yeah. So you're getting hammered at grandma's wedding. Yeah. <laughs> Emails. What do people do after the day after Thanksgiving normal? Uh so What's I'm actually craft? doing I'm doing Elkhart for the first couple days and like on Thanksgiving Day, and then Mia and I are driving to Columbus on Friday. So I'll be in Columbus to do like Thanksgiving with her family on Friday and Saturday. And I'll be then in, in Columbus for like Saturday for the Ohio State-Michigan game, which even though it's oh, in Ann Arbor, like 
the town will still be like popping off for it. So I'm looking forward to that. Nice. And then I'm assuming Sam won't be there. No, he's still in Vietnam. He doesn't come back to. Oh like, yeah, fuck. Sam's Vietnam. in Vietnam. Over yeah. under on Sam's fucking pork bahini kebabs that he's eating, or whatever the fuck those are called. Bon mies. I mean, we'll, we'll we can we'll talk about it when uh, when we get to the our over Thanksgiving under one trillion. Sam might just be Sam's Thanksgiving dish. I think is just going to be a fucking bon mie sandwich. That's <laughs> dude. I got to Google. I don't even know what a bon mie sandwich is. <laughs> it's basically like just a Vietnamese sandwich. I don't know. That's. <laughs> It's a sub. It's a Vietnamese sub. Uh, interesting. Well, big. I mean, my ass. This is we're gonna have a football game on Black Friday, aren't we? Uh, yeah, there is uh, the Jets. I think, dude, they're addicted to putting the Jets in primetime, Aaron, in, in like standalone yeah. games against but, Miami. Yeah, the Jets Dolphins is uh, is Friday. One of my buddies sent me a big conspiracy theorist text about. How it's just Amazon trying or what is it? I don't know. I didn't even read it. I didn't even know there was a game on Black Friday. And then I saw this like big long conspiracy theory text about like the NFL and Is it an Amazon game? Because that would actually be make sense if there's like Amazon Prime trying to boost Black Friday sales or something. It is. Yeah, I think that's exactly what it was. It was uh let me see here. Amazon is paying a hundred million to broadcast the NFL's first ever Black Friday game, but it's really a chess move to steal market share from brick and mortar stores and generate online sales. And then he said, "Oh, because they want people to stay home and watch football and order online rather than go to the stores." Yeah, which I mean, damn. I mean, I get it. I asked one trillion percent rather watch football than go shop. Yeah, I agree. I mean, if you're looking for typically Black Friday has been a college football day. I'm usually watching uh, Iowa Nebraska play some dog shit Big Ten West game on uh, on Fridays on Black Friday. But uh, yeah, first year for NFL. Well, sick. Well, speaking of NFL, let's get right fucking to it, baby. Uh, so our league. Where do we want to start? Do we want to start with maybe winners and losers from last week? Winners, do we want to go winners and lose? Yeah, we can start with winners and losers of last week or even dive in a little deeper of like winners and losers thus far. Because um, we haven't had too many um, episodes this year. So, so we can cover a lot. So, yeah, if you want to start off and maybe dive into a little bit of. Winners and losers that you think of just the year in general, and then we can dive in since we are getting closer and closer to the playoffs, specifically for last week. All right. JT, you want to start? Yeah, for me, the, the biggest loser is definitely Kyle. I mean, he had a bunch of picks, uh, and he had some injuries. Nick Chubb's out. T. Higgins is wide receiver three and also out. Um, and so his, his, yeah, he, he, he still has a shot to make the playoffs because he's actually one of the biggest winners of the last week. Um, but it's obviously a disappointing season if he's on the outside looking in, uh, in the playoffs. And the, and I want to stop on Kyle quickly because he just kind of unloaded cause he traded cup and then d- did he trade anybody else? Uh, yeah, he, well, he and Ross did another one of those like <laughs> 10 player trades. Like, I don't get what they, I don't ever read those fucking trades because there's so yeah. many people involved. And he gave me Kittle as well. Okay. Well, the thing that I didn't understand about Kyle was he was like, I'm fucking back. Like, I'm going to make the playoffs. I'm going to make the playoffs. And then like Joe Burrow got hurt and it's not like Joe Burrow, like 
your quarterback, I wouldn't necessarily panic. Like if your quarterback gets hurt and like out of all the people, like it was Joe Burrow. And then he just like unloaded his whole team. And he was like, I'm fucked. <laughs> like, why did you think that from like, I think I even put it in the chat. Yeah, I was like, you did. I'm and, just and, some why you thought like Joe Burrow was the guy that was going to do it for you. So I, I think it was more because it was the Thursday night game, right? So if Joe Burrow gets hurt on Sunday, nothing matters because you're after the trade deadline, but it was the Thursday night game. And I think he thought that that meant he was going to lose to Mason last week. And so he's like, if I lose to Mason, then there's no yeah. way I can make the playoffs. But, like, first of all, you can't count on that because Mason's team kind of sucks too. Like, Mason's yeah. won three games all season. Like, there's, it's not like I don't, I, that still is an overreaction. But I think it was because, like, oh, now I've got two days to trade some guys away and get some draft capital because but I feel like I'm going to so, lose this I game. Think- but even but yeah. so, like the the playoff race is so close. Like you'd have to rattle a couple. Off. I mean, I guess I if you put it that way, like with the deadline coming up, like I guess I kind of get it, but like still yeah. not as much. Yeah, I mean, it's basically to be honest for that last playoff spot. It looks like it's probably going to come down to you, I Dakota, think, and and Kyle. I think um, it's a three man race. I'd say Dakota, you, Shu, and Kyle. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I that's what I just that's what I just said. <laughs> oh, I didn't hear you say shoe. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. And I think, yeah, and I think matchups are going to have a big thing to play in that like final race. Um, I will yeah, say, I tried to make a big push here, and if I fucking don't make the playoffs because I do have a tough schedule, which we can dive into later. I don't want to spend too much time on it now. I have to be the best lineup on paper to never make playoffs granted it was it has been a very short stint with this lineup which goes back to biggest losers of last week i think i was the biggest fucking loser of all time i mean um, a 70 burger after after the, the trading those picks dude a 70 yeah a 70 burger after trading my first and second rounds usually my receivers go off it's my running backs who take mm. me out of games and I lost to the guy that I traded the picks to. And it was a fucking heinous brother again. It's like, I can't trade to somebody without losing to that person. It's absurd. Yeah, that was, yeah. You, you definitely fall on that biggest loser of last week. Kyle definitely gets the biggest winner of last week, even though he traded those guys away. Because he got the win, you got the loss. That keeps him alive in the playoff race. I think uh, Dakota ended up getting a win. So Dakota got a win. He, he kept himself at five and six. But he's definitely squarely in that playoff race too. Um, yeah, I mean, we can we can touch on it. We touched on it briefly, but like you, you definitely made a big move, Shu. I mean, in, in terms of like your team is. I mean, JT put it in the chat this week, and I agree with him. You are one of the six teams that can win the title. Like you are one of the six teams that can win a Super Bowl. But you're the only one of those six teams that could also potentially miss the playoffs. Absolutely <laughs> miss. Because your your schedule is is horrendous down the stretch. I mean, you turn around, yeah. you play Chip, and again, Chip has Cup and Walker who are both have injury issues. So like that might work itself out. But Chip is one of the best teams. Ross is one of the best teams. JT is one of the best teams. And those are the three teams you played on the stretch. And you probably need to win. I think if you win one, you're safe. Yeah, well, and, and that's the thing is like yeah. I like all these other people I'm going up against too would essentially have to go undefeated, and I just don't see a world where that's happening. I, I think yeah. Kyle. I think if you if you win one, that means Kyle would have to go undefeated, and Kyle's not going undefeated for the rest of the season. That's just not yeah. Happening. So kind of breaking it down right now, Dakota and Shu, you have five wins. Kyle has four. 
Um, but Dakota is up 60 points on Kyle, and he also plays Drew. Um, so that's like a pretty much guaranteed win to me. I think Dakota is in just based on points scored and, and playing Drew. Because like we said earlier, if you get seven wins, you're in. If you get six wins, it's 50-50. If you have, only have five wins, you're out. So Kyle, at a minimum, has to get, has to get two wins. Uh, or, or three out of three and, and get some help. Um, because he's, he's yeah, down in points scored as well. Yeah, yeah. And that's with, with your new team, Jayshu, even if you lose out, you're still going to probably outscore Kyle down the stretch, which means, like, he's got to yeah. win. He's got to win two more games than you win to, to make it in. And he uh, plays Preston, Dakota, and Brody. That's Kyle's remaining schedule. Yeah. Brody. So Brody, I mean, obviously is another tanking team. Dakota's team is very variable. Like it's way up or way down, like kind of all over the place. Uh, my team has been a little bit all over the place too, to a lesser extent. I think I have a higher floor than Dakota has. Um but it, I mean, I'm definitely beatable. I mean, I lost a fucking Brody two weeks ago, well, which pisses me off. Well, and that's what really goes back to like, we always argue about it in that, like, and even Chip was saying that. And I'm not going to say like, I don't have a hard schedule. Like, yeah, the schedule fucking sucks. Like that's when, when Kyle came at me and he was like, you getting nervous. It's like, duh, I'm getting fucking nervous, dude. I'm playing three <laughs> Hawks like coming up like, duh. But like at the same time, like P Mills, what you were saying, like JT, I was even looking at, which I'm just totally expecting when we play each other for you to have a 170 week because you just always do it against <laughs> me. Like it's just literally happens every single year, twice a year. Um, so, but like the thing is, is like you've thrown up some 120s, like you have a very good team, but it's not like you're throwing 150s up consistently. Yeah. And I do think with my new lineup, like everyone looks at my team as like in last week wasn't a good week to be like, Oh, here, here it is, my new team, because I scored 74 fucking points. But I do think I have the ability to throw up a ton of points. Yeah. Like I, and, and my second best player just lost a ton of value with Joe Burrow being out for season. Jamar Chase probably isn't going to be the player that we, we thought he was going to be down the stretch. We don't know really who's going to throw to him or how good they'll be. Yeah, and I will say, JT was, at the beginning of the season, you were 150 points consistently, I feel like. like It was like week, I don't know, till maybe week six, week seven. I don't know when it yeah. was exactly, but like you I, you were consistently putting up 140 plus. Since then, you've definitely been more in that like 120 range, uh, which is like a more beatable range. You've still been getting wins, uh, although I think this week you lost, right? Um, but, but I mean, since yeah. week eight, listen to this shit. Since week eight, we have JT literally against me. Week eight, of course. And this, I threw up a one of my season highs with 141 points, which like 141 isn't like exploding, but like you're going to win a lot of games with 141 points. JT throws up 175. And then after he plays me, he throws up 130. Or where are you? 116, extremely beatable. Then you threw up 127, extremely beatable. Week 11, you threw up. 132 extremely beatable so as much yeah. as everybody's freaking out about like oh your schedule is so hard i'm like i think my team has a lineup to be able to throw out points with these people oh yeah yeah i started out the season six and oh and since then i'm two and three oof yeah 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 there's definitely been a well you also though you had that kind of mccaffrey injury and mccaffrey bye week in there as well yeah which which definitely influenced i think a couple of those games but um yeah, it'll be interesting to see, like, in terms of just strength coming down the stretch, I mean, we've got – I think it's – I'm not going to say it's an exactly level playing field. I think there are some teams that are that are better than others. But, like, 
like JT said, there are six legitimate contenders this year in the in the um, you know in the play that that I think are going to make the playoffs. Um, and then, it, it, which is different than last year, whereas we would have said last year there were three probably. Now it turns out none of those three actually won because Sam right. fucking got his way all the way to the final. But like I, I, this year, is definitely there's a, a a broader like group of talent that's kind of spread across six teams as opposed to uh, consolidated in, in just a couple teams. Like last year, Brody's bench would have been like someone's starting lineup this year. Like it was that's how crazy his team was. Yeah, which takes me. I mean, which that was one of the things I ran into trying to like fucking navigate it all last year is like. It's good to have depth, but to give up that much like of your worth just to have good players, like you're only starting a few of the, and then it gets into the conversation of which guy do I start? And then you're missing games. And I, JT, I do think you do a really good job at that of like, I mean, you have like depth, but you always are just trying to figure out how to upgrade the guy in the actual lineup rather than just have a ton of different players. If that makes sense compared to, you know, what we see. In yeah. The- yeah. I always try to play the waiver wire. And if I can trade two players away for one, I'll do that because it opened up a roster spot for me uh, to play the waiver wire again. Yeah, JT was bitching at the draft. He's like, my team's too good. I'm not going to be able to play the waiver wire. <laughs> <laughs> so then he just started trading away dudes. He's like, okay, now I got some waiver spots. <laughs> yeah. The game's more fun when you're allowed to, like, when you have like room to mess around on the waiver wire. And JT, you just never fucking stop. Like, are you thinking about this shit? And I think about it a lot. Don't get me wrong. This year, a little less. But like, are you just? But are you constantly just thinking about this shit? And and Trey, like, did, does your wife get mad at you? <laughs> I think about it a lot, um, but not to that point. I don't think yet. <laughs> because I mean, you'll send me some trades, and then I'll see in the chat, and it's like, fuck it, somebody else is saying. I'm like, this man just sends out a trillion trades to everyone. <laughs> yeah. Do you do you have like a what? Do you, how many trades do you think you send out per week on average? I'd say three. I guess that's not that bad. That's a lot. That's per week. That's a lot of trades. I mean, that's yeah, like, like looking to see what. But most of them people don't bite on. Right. Uh, but right. I actually, sure. actually would say like the majority of the trades I end up making are when someone reaches out to me first, rather than when I'm sending it to them. And I think I have a lot of people reaching out to me because I know I'm always willing to deal. Yeah, every player well, has I've a price, definitely... price I'm willing to pay. Yeah, I've noticed that, and I've t- tried to take that uh, like approach a little bit more. Like, um, I've definitely been like closed off to trades because I'm like, oh, if I don't need to make a move, like I'm not interested. Yeah. Um, but like this year, I think at the beginning of the year, like people started to ask me about players, and I try, I tried to take the mindset of like, no one is untradeable. Like, someone they're always on the board. I'll, you know, I'll if the offer's right, I'll do it. And I mean, I made some moves. I mean, I I, I traded like Drake London. I picked him in like the third round. And traded him for a third rounder to Brody. And I that ended up working out for me because Drake London's been like average at best, and like I've had a deep enough wide receiver group. Um, so like there, there's definitely a, a mindset to it to be like, oh, no one's untouchable. Like I'll always take a good offer if it's there. But as we got closer to that trade deadline, people kept coming to me for like Stephon Diggs, thinking they could get him for like Vince. Vince, I mean, obviously he talked about it in the last pod would not fucking leave me alone about Stephon Diggs, and then was mad at me when I wouldn't just give him up for like nothing. <laughs> and then he's like, "Oh, Preston's a bitch because the, he sets the market value too high." I'm like, "Yeah, dude, he's he." When the at the time Vince was coming to me, Stephon Diggs was the number three nine QB in the fucking league. Like he's yeah. he's a great player. Yeah, uh, yeah. but but so I offered I guess, you for Hawkinson. I offered you Jonathan Taylor, and you turned it down. 
Yeah, I mean, I just, Hawkinson is like kind of untouchable in that, like, just the tight end position is such a fucking crapshoot, and I don't want to wade in the mud like for that bullshit. Like, I'd, I'd rather just have my guy who I know is my tight end. He's there. Like, I don't have to worry about picking up like Luke Musgrave off of fucking waivers and like starting him for a week or some shit, some shit like that. So yeah, that's, he's on IR, so that'd be rough. <laughs> yeah, so, but like that's that's why I don't want to like dish someone like Hawkinson, but like I was trying to be open to like all trades this year. Then as we, to, to talk about your like depth versus high end talent point, I try to trade for depth early in the season. And then I try to trade for like high end talent at the deadline. Like I don't need depth these last six weeks. I mean, uh, that might come out turn around and bite me in the ass if someone gets hurt, but yeah. like I, I'm trying to just like at the end, once the, once your potential for injury starts to decrease a little bit, I'm trying to like, turn depth around and turn it into high end talent that for the, for the playoff run, because that's what wins in the playoffs. Yeah. Well, that's what I was like. Cause my big thing with trading in this league, I, I, it's insane. Maybe I am just a fucking massive douchebag, which I know I am to an extent, but like the trades, like everyone thinks it's like, Oh, like I'll go to some people and they're like, you're just trying to swindle me. And I'm like, no, this actually, I'm trying to have an actual conversation yeah. because like sometimes like, people will get so caught up on somebody's name who isn't doing really good or like, and it's like, Oh, well, I want a first rounder. And then the trades that they'll offer me, I'm like, are we fucking serious right now? Like this yeah. can't be real. Like, I, can't really be. so like a lot of times, like conver I don't even let a conversation happen because like somebody will like, I'll like try and inquire about something and they're like, Oh, well a first round for this or make some stupid statement that makes no sense. And definitely, with like a trade where I'm like, dude, there's no way if that's what you were asking for, that that is what you're offering and saying this is like a real thing. Yeah, I uh, I definitely like I I had a I missed on a bunch of trades this year. Like I was very close to making a bunch of different deals and none of them fell through. None of them ended up working out. One of them was with you, Shu. Like I feel like I was like there are a few times when I had like similar conversations, even to the one I had with you where I was like almost at the finish line and then just like couldn't quite get there. Yeah. Um, and then like someone else and a lot of times someone else would come in and like sweep them out from under the rug and would take them from me. But so I took the mindset of like, okay, come trade deadline. Like maybe some people will be desperate to like get rid of some people, just get something for next year. Cause they're out of it this year. And so, you know, I was talking to, talking to Vince, talking to like Kyle, talking to some of those teams towards the bottom. And even then people were holding firm on like some fairly high price tags, which is fine. I mean, teach their own, but I definitely like come with the approach of like, and I think I like texted Kyle. I'm like, Hey, like you tell me where you think these guys are, are valued at. And I'll tell you where I think they're valued at. Because if we're way off, like it's not even worth us negotiating. Yeah. And he did. He like, he gave me a price tag and I was like, this is what I was thinking. And I was like, yeah, we're not close. Like whatever. Like, we'll, 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 uh, we don't even need to like negotiate this because like, we're just not even in the same ballpark. Yeah. But I think that's kind of almost how I have to approach it now sometimes, because I think there's just, I mean, if people are, have different value to different teams, right? Like if it, like someone, let's say I have a keeper already, but someone else has someone that they're willing to trade who they think has keeper value. It's like, they might think they're more valuable than I think they are yeah. because I don't need them for that purpose. I just want them for the rest of this year. I don't need them for next year. Yeah. Um, like that, I think leads to some of that incongruity as well. Yeah. I definitely think it depends on like, yeah, your team and who you're talking with. Um, which I'm still trying to figure out just the value of, what like what is the value of a first rounder? What is the value of a second? Like, yeah, JT, like you have a fucking formula for us or what? Uh, <laughs> JT fucking whip something up because like I I think everyone had that because 
I was the first one to ever trade JT fucking when I thought, oh, if I have Devontae Adams, I'm going to win the Super yeah. Bowl. That was BTE year. JT is like first round or bust, bitch. And at that point, no one had traded big picks. And then I was like, fuck it. I'm going to win. And then lost. And then like last year, picks were flying everywhere. Sam takes my first rounder, comes in, sweeps and wins the Super Bowl. So I just really like when with the asking price, like I am just trying to figure out what the value is of picks in our league. Yeah, what I think it is is very similar to where the player would be drafted if we like redrafted all of the players today. Like Cooper Cup got traded for a second round. That's probably where he'd be drafted today, probably the back of the second round. It seems like players are getting traded for where they would be picked in a redraft, which in one way makes sense and one way doesn't. The way it makes sense is because we know a lot more about the player. In the beginning of the season, we don't know very much. We we know a lot more about how the player is going to perform. So that make, makes it make sense. Where it doesn't make sense is you only are getting them for a part of a season. So like you're not getting them for a whole year. You're getting them for the net. There's only three games left in the regular season. Yeah. So 11 gone. So I, I think values are a little bit high. I think values should be a little bit less than there would be if you redrafted players. But they're they're pretty close to where they'd be if you redrafted players today. So I think a top 12 player is probably going for a first round pick. And 12 to 24, probably going for a second. Yeah. You fucking you hear that, Vince? <laughs> fucking Stefan Diggs would be going for a first round pick, you bitch. <laughs> now would you say because I was the I mean, I feel like I uh I'm trying to think of like recent trades. I think me and Vince's I was pretty surprised when I got a third back in Vince and I's trade. Um Yeah, the part of the the like factor is also I think people are giving up like more back in return for those picks. Like it's not necessarily just like a first for a 15th anymore. Yeah. It's like a first for a fifth or something like that. Yeah. And were, like, I guess Eckler and ETN in, in that trade that you're referencing got traded for a first and second and fourth pick, but they got a third, fifth, seventh back. You, you got a, a third, fifth, seventh back um, for trading your first, second, fourth. So like, yeah, I would say ETN's probably a first a late first round pick and Neckler is probably also a late first round pick and you paid a first and a second for him. Yeah. So that's I, decent value. Yeah, I think I had good value. I think with trading with me, I knew I was trying to figure I mean, I've been my fucking Achilles heel all year, dude, has been Justin Jefferson. It's like which on one end I think I'm like, I've had like everybody's like, oh, you suck, you suck. But on the other end, like with injuries, because I even had Kirk Cousins, like he was having a great year and then he got hurt. Mm-hmm. managing everything. I feel like I've done a good job to stay relevant, but like Justin Jefferson has just been straight Achilles heel. So all year I've been trying to be like, okay, am I fucking tanking and getting a good pick for AJ Brown? And then I'll have Justin Jefferson, my first and, you know, first or second for AJ Brown next year. Or and But I don't like tanking. I don't want to tank. I always want to stay relevant and give myself a chance. Um, but I knew when the deadline came around, I was like, I'm in the mix. And I was like, fuck this. And I do, I will say, I do think all the other years I've had a wagon for a team and I should have won. There's been multiple years where I legitimately should have won and lost. And I think this year, if the Bobs get into the playoffs, I truly will win the Super Bowl. <laughs> I, I truly believe that. I mean, we, I mean, I agree that you, you have a Super Bowl contending team for sure. If the chips fall right. I mean, they, if with Justin Jefferson, if he comes back, healthy and is like is what he typically has been i mean you've got the best number one number two wide receivers i think like that in in the league 
Um, Sam, I mean, obviously Keenan Allen and CeeDee Lamb have been really good, but I don't, I don't know. I just, I'm I just like how, how, and that's the thing I always say with this is like, I want to get my bad weeks out of the way because everybody's going to have bad weeks. Like, that's yeah, I've had a few for sure. Fucking suck. Yeah. yeah, but like I would rather that 74 come now than if I do make the playoffs and then that 74 hit. Like how often is CeeDee Lamb going to throw up 40-plus points? Like you know what right, I mean? Right, right. Um, yeah, no, I agree with that for sure. But we, we will- talked a little about – we talked about the playoff race, Dakota, Shu, and, and Kyle. I guess we want to choose who we think is not going to make the playoffs out of those three. I mean, my choice right now is Kyle. Do you guys agree with that? Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I think he has the steepest hill to climb for sure. Right. Yeah. Being down 30 and 60 points and then a, a win down two. So, so can you yep. explain this to me since I'm fucking brain dead? Um, explain the Kyle Meese scenario in the points because I don't necessarily yeah. know how that So right works. now you're up by it. a win and you're up by 30 points. So yeah. he would have to have one more win than you the rest in the next three games and score 30 points more than you. Oh, okay. So I'm trying to pass you. Well, knock on wood. And so I should, you can, or, or he, yeah. if he doesn't score 30 points more than you, he would have to have two more wins than you. But essentially, right. meaning he big argument right. that, oh, is that the argument that Mason always comes with of head to head versus points? Uh, no, so Mason wants the first tiebreaker to be like whoever won between you and Kyle this year. Um, I don't love that argument because like who, like, let's say, I don't know when you guys played, let's say you played in like week seven. What if you had like four guys on by in week seven and Kyle didn't and like, but like you scored 200 more points than him throughout the course of the season. You end up with the same record in that, in that world, in Mason's world, you would, or I don't remember who was who in the scenario, but I think Kyle would get in over you. Yeah. Um, well, that yeah, just yeah. that just brings like, in that luck season. Yeah. Yeah, so, and that just brings in that luck factor even more. Like, I think fantasy football does have that luck factor to it, but it's like that is like if you take the points, like it is okay. That's probably the better team, the more deserving right, team. Right. But it could, I mean, be electric the other way. Yeah. So we kind of seems like we kind of agree on on Kyle has has a big hill to climb uh, to make the playoffs. I want to talk about regular season first place too. I think it's a three-man race right now. I, I think it's I me. I think it's a two-man's race. Like, I don't see how it – sorry, go ahead. So I, I have I have the scenarios. I mean, there's a small, small chance Ross could make it too, but really it's a three-man race with two being more likely. And that's me and Sam with Preston being third. So for, for me to make it, I have to beat Sam this week. I play Sam this week, and the winner will be first place in the league, and the loser it's will be fourth. probably matchup of the week. Oh, It's yeah, matchup I mean, of the was, season, yeah. probably. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I have to beat Sam this week. And if I win out, beat Mason and you, uh, Josh Shuler, uh, and then my, my point differential will probably win it. Sam's road is beating me this week and then winning out or winning one of the final two against Brody and Vince and outscoring Preston. And then Preston's path is winning out. He plays Kyle, Vince and Mason. So not a tough schedule. And then me and... And then me and Sam would each have to lose one. So I would have to lose to Sam. And then Sam would have to lose to either Brody or Vince. That's Preston's path. Win all three, have me lose to Sam, and Sam lose to Vince. The the problem, actually, I think almost more likely, better for me would be you beating Sam, but then you losing to Jay Shu at the end of the year. Um, 
The problem yeah. for me. Yeah. Is, okay. Yeah. That could, that could be a scenario too. Um, yeah. The problem for me is I play Vince week 13 and like my entire team is on by, like I will not even be able to field a full roster week 13 um, because I, I have like, I, it, like, I'm not joking. My like two bills players, two Vikings players, two bears players. They're all on. That's six players right there. that are all on by. I think I have a Ravens running back. Yeah. That he's on by. I legitimately will like, unless I drop a starter, I will not be able to field a, a full roster week 13. So It'll that, be tough for you to win. I, yeah. you do, Your dude. chances go down if you don't win out by quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. And what at that doing? point, like, are you making a push for first? Do you give a fuck or would you rather – I mean, you're going to win some money if you get first, but, like, would you rather keep your players or do you take the chance of dropping somebody and pushing for it? Uh, let's see what happens this week, I guess, first. But I'm not, I'm not dropping someone who's a starter. Like, that's just not happening. I, I might drop, like, my t- – like the highest I would drop to try to like make a push is like my top bench player. Um, but like, I'm not, I'm not dropping a starter and, and to, to try to make a push and, and get it. I'll take that loss. And honestly, like if you're going to be the eight seed, I'd rather be the two seed in the playoffs than be the one. <laughs> Which goes back dude, to dropping players. I was looking at it before the, before we hopped on here. So I was in a dilemma and like, I should literally just kicked, be kicked straight in the fucking nuts for this but i like didn't i had i didn't want to drop my fucking kicker just because i didn't at all dude i fucking love that guy and sam picked what? him up to beat my ass huh you didn't you didn't drop a kicker no no um but i didn't want to drop a tight end for one of you guys to pick up either and then madison so long story short i dropped um fucking the backup on the vikings chandler yeah and I was so big on Chandler and I was just thinking and I was like Damian Pierce or Chandler. Damian Pierce has sucked, but like Damian Pierce also just kicks me in the balls every week and I still want to believe in him and I should have dropped him three weeks ago. And then Madison was coming back for the start. So I dropped Chandler and I was like, fuck it. I have a lot of waiver money. Like I'm just going to put 50 on him, get him back and chip put 60 on him. And I think yeah. that would be an absolute massive pickup. I really do. I think in the long run, Chandler could absolutely explode for the Vikings. But I also yeah. have the entire Vikings roster as my fantasy football team, so it's also like I I got to get rid of somebody. Yeah, yeah, no that 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 game always like sucks when you're trying to figure out like if because I mean JT you dropped Devon A chain like or A chain like oh the week before he went off. Yeah, um, <laughs> I was holding him in the beginning of the season, and then he played his first game, and he only got like three snaps, and I was like, okay, this guy's not going to be that good this year. I dropped him. <laughs> Yeah, it just explodes. I I don't know he why. He scores fifty points in the game. The next game has like four touchdowns. May five. Well, your team's loaded, so who gives a fuck? Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Wait, so so who who's your who guys who's your pick for winning the regular season? Yeah, that's actually a good question. That so I'm gonna go Sam. I was gonna say um, Sam's little bitch ass too, dude. I just think not even because of his team. But just because it's Sam and that dude has been a wagon and he'll just and talk think, shit and I'll be pissed off in the background. I, I think it's Sam just because like um, even regardless of what happens this week, like there's a decent chance like you could lose to Jay Shue the last week of the season. And I, I think and, and, and but no, I'm saying even if you beat Sam this week, yeah, yeah, it's like true. Sam yeah. then has to play like Brody and Vince and you have to play. I don't know who you play next week, but then you play Jay Shue. Yeah, Mason. Mason Jay Shue. I just think like the probability lines up more with like you losing one of those two games as opposed to yeah. Sam losing two t- two games. Sam's my choice too. So I think we all agree there. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, dude, nine and two, like he, he, I think he started the season with a loss um, or maybe I think in week one, I think he played me in week one and lost. Yeah. So he started the season with a loss, which means he's won nine of his last 10 games. And, and he's had close calls too, but he always seems to be on the right side on like Monday night. Like he's literally like last year's Minnesota Vikings, where they're like uh, like eleven and four or whatever, but they're like eleven and one in one score games. I feel like that's yeah. what Sam is just like consistently wins close every single week. He was my winner, one of my big winners from this past week because yeah, he had the the Monday night reap. He came back and yeah. won the game, even at halftime. It looked like he probably wasn't going to, or it's gonna be very close. Right, got some touchdowns at the end. We need to clarify while we're on the pod what a fucking reap is, by the yeah. way. So the reap was was born because I was a self-proclaimed Monday Night Reaper, <laughs> which has then turned into <laughs> the Monday Night Reaper or getting reaped. But I think there's some confusion on what a reap actually is because, like, what did Drew, I think it was Drew, and he was like, fuck, I got reaped. And I'm like, dude, he had a 90% chance of yeah. winning. Like, it's not because like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, but, I think to, I, to, to, be, to be a reaper, you have to be projected to lose going into Monday night and have a player that overperforms. Correct. And then wins yeah. you that game. Though I coined the phrase was reverse reap. I thought Drew was going to get a reverse reap this last week because Sam was supposed to win – but like, if J- Jalen Hurts wouldn't have scored like one of those last touchdowns, Sam could have lost that game, and that would have been almost like a reverse reap, where like Drew, didn't have a reap it, because it? Drew is projected to lose right, Monday right, right. night, yeah. Yeah. even if they don't score. Like because they didn't score points, Drew still reaped his ass, which is amazing. Yeah. But the reap is amazing. <laughs> um, it's it just is one of the all-time like electric moments in fantasy is the Monday night reap when like, especially when it's coming down to the wire. I think Vince and JT, you had like a crazy Monday night matchup earlier yeah. this year when um like Brees Hall like wasn't doing anything and Eckler like went off and and uh like it came down to like an extra point I think at the end of the game yeah, and, and, like an interception and then the Chargers took it all the way down to the one and then Eckler scored the touchdown because he only needed one yard to do it it put him up like one point I think and then the and then the the, the no, no, it, put him, it put him up it put it didn't put him up yet he was like down by like 0.5 points and then they kicked the extra point, which he had the kicker too. And it yeah. hit the upright and went in, putting him <laughs> up by less yes. than half a point. Yeah. And then the Jets just gave up and they gave six catches to the backup running back on their <laughs> final drive. And Brees Hall took his helmet off. <laughs> I mean, that's an all time. Like, that is an all timer right there. Like, if that would happen in the playoffs, that would go down in fantasy football, like lore. Similar to like yeah, Jay yeah. and Sam's championship reap, like that, it would be that level of insanity. I think I lost by less than point two, so it'd be like yeah, it was point two rushing six. yards is yeah. what he would have needed. Is One there? Catch. It was some pull a stat of like reaps because like I started calling myself the Monday Night Reaper because like, and obviously I'm not going to remember everybody's. I know we've had some really yeah. close games, but like two that come to mind, which I mean, a Super Bowl reap, like come the fuck on, it doesn't get yeah. better than that, and then. Two, I remember, and I've said it before, the Ross, the reap I had on Ross with Deshaun Watson his rookie year where he threw up like 50 points on Monday night or something. And, and that's when I absolutely hated Ross. I like didn't know Ross. I hated him. And then Deshaun Watson just reaps the fuck out of him. And it was amazing. So can we pull like a stat? Is there a way to do that? I, would be I really wish hard we could, to- but my data set doesn't have like the day 
that they played on it. Like I can't tell like if they played on a Monday or not, but if I could, I would be able to. Yeah. It would take like a manual, like combing through every, every game that like we've played in the last 15 years. So JT, I have a question for you because you were obviously the favorite coming into the year. You came out and like blew everybody out of the water. And now I'm just kind of taking a look at the standings. Aside from yourself, you gave the six person. Um, you said there's six teams who could really win it. Uh, aside from yourself, who do you think the team is to uh, to beat? Who do you think wins that? Obviously, a little bit of luck goes into that. You never know what's going to yeah, happen. I list them in order. I think Sam's number two. I think my team, I still vote for me as best chance to win the championship. Um, but I'll take Sam second. Mitch, I said you can't vote for yourself for that exact reason. Yeah, well, I'm taking myself anyways, but Sam can have second. Uh, P-Mills, what are your thoughts? Um, I actually am going to put – I'm going to throw some uh, some credit Ross's way. I think Ross's team is – like, I mean, he's rattled off five wins in a row, and it's been five, like, convincing wins. If I'm looking at the – let me pull up his schedule real quick. I think were, Nick Sexy is an absolute sleeper pick. Like yeah, he has he been has like, a wagon. And, and he's shown that I mean he doesn't make the playoffs very often, but he's shown the ability to win when he does get in. Um let me see. Well, let me pull up. He's, made some, he's actually made some really good trades too. Yeah, like he got Rashad White for me, and Rashad White is a top ten running back on the season. Yeah. And he is, traded Garrett Wilson away at the right time, right before he scored like zero points this week. No. He's been on fire with trades. He is a self-proclaimed manager of the year, but I also would he I mean he comes out and says I'm manager of the year, which I, I love, love that. But like I also almost agree with that because even females on the on the first episode this year, we were kind of talking like what does it take to win a Super Bowl or something along those lines. And yeah. and like the luck factor does happen, but if you historically look at like some Super Bowl winners, like a lot of times you're gonna have you know, the big waiver wire pickups and like different things like that, that happened. And he's had some, not only like has made some huge moves, which I think people are hesitant to do if it's not doing the, mm-hmm. give me a first round for this. He's made some massive trades. And then on top of that, he's also had some really huge waiver wire pickups. So although like his record is seven and four or whatever it is, I do think his team's low key a wagon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you look at his last few weeks, he's got, he scored 167, 146, 129, 159, 155. Um, he had a loss where he put up he put up 132 and lost. And then he had he against UJ Shu, he scored 171. So like he it's from week five on, he's got to be averaging like 150 points a week. Yeah. Which he's is won just, five in a row. Yeah. I mean, he's been just kind of rattling off some like very convincing wins. Now, you, you what's the question that they always ask in uh, I think it's maybe college basketball, like, is he peaking too early? Yeah. Is, he, is he peaking too early? Is he gonna? Is his team gonna settle down in the playoffs? So you're you're uh, going to have a bad week, dude. I always say this, like when people right. overreact to everything, like you're going to have a bad week. Yeah, I mean that's to the, like to have three really good weeks in a row is very hard. The more likely win, way to win the championship is to have two really good weeks and one bad week, but you play someone else who also has a bad yeah. week. Like exactly. that's the more likely way to do well, it. Dude, that's what Sam did and snuck his shit like through last yeah. year. Is he like played the two lowest scoring teams? Had I shit weeks, and then literally just—I—I I don't. I forget if I had a good week or not. I, I think I had a pretty subpar week in the mm. Super Bowl, so we literally had three just bad weeks in a row, which fucked <laughs> up for him. But like, also like had a good week in Super Bowl week, and so it does make it interesting. Um, I did want to touch point on this earlier though, because like Chip has been 
which I, I love this. Somebody had said that Chip has been more annoying this year than I have ever been. <laughs> uh, but I don't think you motherfuckers remember how annoying I can be. <laughs> I just speak facts when I'm doing it. And I haven't had a lot of facts to speak on. Uh, it's the it's the when you open the text and you have eight consecutive all caps messages is what is what really does it. The all caps. But even Chip is like screaming like my team's a wagon, my team's a wagon. And don't get me wrong, I think on paper his team's good. But like when I look at his scores, like the last few weeks, like it's not like he's doing anything that crazy or impressive. Yeah, I mean, he definitely had a stretch where he was putting up good numbers consistently, getting wins. Uh, but then, yeah, last three weeks, it's been 97, 136, and 91. Yeah, he's um, like, shoo, he's like, shoo, you play me. And it's like, who knows if I win or lose because I think he has a good lineup, but it's like, yeah. I'm not fucking that scared. Like you just threw up multiple weeks under a hundred, dude. <laughs> like, yeah, he definitely has. Scary. He he's one of those teams. I think in that six that has maybe one of the most variable lineups. Um, if if that makes sense. Like, I think I think Sam J, JT have have and maybe even Ross at this point. I think those are probably the three most consistent teams that are in that six man like race. Um, and then I think there's like me, you, Jshu, and uh, and Chip who still have the capability to win. Like we could screw string together three, three wins in a row and win it, but we just have a lot more variability in our, in our rosters than, than some of those top teams have. Well, dude, I look at my shit and again, goes back to the Achilles heel with this week, like Justin Jefferson playing Monday night. It's like, fuck dude, I'm going to have to bench you play Gabe Davis. Yeah. It sounds like, it sounds like he's not playing. If yeah. I'm, it sounds like he's going to sit, but it's like, but it doesn't even give me the chance of like, right. Right. having it so i'm gonna play gabe davis fucking another one zero points or he scored zero for me twice dude but it's like once justin jefferson's back like my lineup is insane to me Javante yeah, well, I mean, it is. You, when you look at those two wide receivers justin jefferson and aj brown i mean might be two of the if you take out tyreek hill maybe two of the three best wide receivers in the league um, and then you, when you've got Eckler and who else did you get from Vince? Uh, Eckler and ETN. Oh, ETN. ETN. So ETN was crazy hot this year and Vince was trying to deal him, um, because he was really good. He was, he was scoring a bunch of touchdowns, which helps and is a little bit less predictable, but like he's shown the capacity to go nuclear. I mean, ETN can go crazy yeah. and, and that will definitely give you like, I mean, yeah, those two running backs that those four players alone can win you a title if they get hot at the right time. Yeah, but enough about the fucking let's let's spread the love and bring the fucking suck ass losers in back into the conversation. They're probably yeah. Gonna- who's the last place? Who won the beer mile next year? The the pod. Who we got in the suck ass crew? We got Mason. We got Drew. We got Brody. Just fucking bottom of the barrel. Can't even try and have a good time. You know your season's over. Can't even compete. You're so bad. Um, yeah, to set the stage right now, Drew has two wins, Brody and Mason have three, and then also Drew is down 40 points to Mason and 50 points to Brody. <laughs> and can we also talk about the fact that Drew doesn't have a first round pick next year? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, Drew, like, this has probably had to be historically the worst season anybody could possibly ever have. Yeah, so Drew, what was his his stat was like ten consecutive years of making the playoffs because he's <laughs> the model of consistency. And when you apparently when you crash and burn, you crash and burn hard. Dude, he's had eleven. He had eleven eleven seasons, eleven playoff berths, hundred uh, percent. Second highest is 
Jay Shu at 83%, 10 out of 12. And Drew's 11 out of 11. Yeah, so Drew, I always call him the Philip Rivers. He has now entered that like fucking Philip Rivers Colts stage. <laughs> where, where he's like, he's like, he is in that really bad stage of that, that very consistent, but like not so arguably like, but kind of Hall of Fame career. Like, yeah. <laughs> you're in the bad part. Um, so we have Drew, we have who is the self proclaimed now beer mile bitch. Um, yeah. We have my team is Laporta Potty. I love that name. I said it last <laughs> time. This shit kills me every time. Yeah. Uh, and then we have Brody. So, I mean, do we see a world where Drew doesn't run the beer mile, or I mean, uh, could it fall to Mason? Could it fall to Brody? Or is it with so first? Blocks? First of all, Brody and Mason play this week, so the winner is not going to be last place. Who do we think is going to win out of those two? Brody and Mason. What's yeah, the, they play uh, this what- week. Yeah, let's see. What's the projections? I think Mason's squad's a little bit better than Brody's because Mason Mason turned around and like traded for uh, Swift. Like he traded for Joe Mixon. He he did he trade for Debo Samuel too. He I mean his his team is not that bad. Yeah. Um, so say Brody. he beats Brody this week, that makes it a two man race between Brody, Brody and Drew for the beer mile. Which and, I got Drew, to see, we've seen Brody run the beer mile hysterical. We saw just an absolute <laughs> yarf. But um, he's I, down 50 points to Brody. So we'd have to have one more win than Brody the rest of the season, which will probably be and just outscoring by 50. And so outscoring by 50. Two game, two out of, Brody would have to go winless and Drew would have to win. One. And he plays Ross, Chip, and Dakota. So he, he'd probably have to beat Dakota. So Drew's running the beer mile. Because <laughs> yeah, Drew, what was the thing you said earlier? It was like it had Drew at like eighty nine percent to run the beer mile, I think, or as last place. Yeah, ninety two percent is what I sent out. Yeah, can you imagine just staring the fucking beer mile in the eyes, dude? Couldn't be me. Let me repeat myself. Couldn't be me for all you beer mile boys. Which JT, you're a beer mile boy. Um, yeah. How bad does that feeling suck? Like when you're just fucked. And you're like, uh, laps two and three. No, it, I'm not it's, one, it's a terrible feeling. I'm not oh, talking about the mile itself. I'm talking about the anticipation. Oh, you're talking about the anticipation. Yeah. It sucks to not get any wins in general. <laughs> and then on top of it, you have to run the beer mile. It well, sucks like, looking at your team and then you notice they're not going to win. And then they don't. Last year, I thought I'd get wins and I lost like 10 in a row to start the season. Something crazy <laughs> like that. Yeah, you were, there was no question about it. Last year, you were a just the pure suck ass. Of Dude, the it league. is weird. Like it, like Mia can definitely tell whether or not I won fantasy that week based on my fucking mood. Like I'll be just shitty. Like it is a legitimate, like horrible feeling losing in a single week. Dude, when I, when my team like fell off a cliff and I lost to Brody like two weeks ago, cause I knew at the moment, at that moment that like that probably ruined my chances of winning the regular season. Um, and I was just like, Fuck. Like, I was so mad <laughs> that, that, that my team lost. It's like every week, like, I'm living and dying. Like, this is like my actual fucking team. Like, this is like, I care about them at this point more than I care about the Bears because, like, the Bears are just ass. <laughs> Dude, it is, it is insane. Like, even like in the beginning of the year, I mean, you guys know I'm loud as fuck. Like, when you just are trying to work through it, which I'm locked in, I'm trying to figure out different ways I can, like, figure it out. But when your team just isn't a wagon and you're just, can't talk like shit like that. You're like, fuck. <laughs> um, yeah. 
but you had mentioned so the first place, which this is something I wanted to bring up before we. I know we're we're coming up on almost an hour here, but uh, when you think of like winning the league or getting last place, last week I talked to Vince about kind of like we don't what who's on Rushmore, what constitutes being on Rushmore, what impacts your legacy one way compared to the other. If you do get a last place to get a Super Bowl, or if you do, how much does a last place impact compared to a first place of the league, but not winning the Super Bowl? When you think about that Rushmore conversation or Drew's dumbass, you know, I've made playoffs 11 times in a row, but have never gotten out of the first round. Like what are the things that truly do like, matter are some things more respectable than others and i'd love to hear just your thoughts on that of of how you look at it yeah so i i'll say this i i think that it, it i go both ways right like obviously we got into the in, like the huge argument that that kind of spawned the podcast last year of like what you know do ring is it what's more important like super bowl or like everything else um, and I definitely think there is a mix, right? Like, if, you know, if you go by my rankings that I come out with every year, I mean, the top the top four names on there, going into this year, Drew was on that list in terms of top four names. Um, I personally think if you're going like Mount Rushmore, like legacy players, you probably need a title. You probably need at least one title to do it. And That's then nice. it's a combination of like consistency, um, you know, consistency in terms of like what you do in every other year. So, like, you have that, like, one title threshold to clear, which I have not fucking cleared. I'll tell you right now, I think I'm a Mount Rushmore player if I get a title at any point. Because <laughs> um, I literally, I have everything else. I have all the other, I have the most wins in the league. I have the highest winning percentage in the league. I have, like, tons of playoff appearances. I've won, I'm looking up at division winners. I've won division two, like, seven times, like, in, since it's been division in seven. Division two historically sucks. Oh, which, I mean, that's true. It's, it's like, it's a little bit of the Big Ten West of, of divisions, <laughs> but I, I, I fucking win it all the time. Um, but, like, I just don't have that title. I think that, like, JT, Jay Shu, you guys are definitely on that. Like, you guys are definitely there. JT's got the titles. Jay Shu, you have the, the one title and then, like, consistent playoff runs and consistent appearances, which I think is like important. Uh, Chip is up there. He's got, he's got two titles, even though the titles are, are a long time ago, he still has had like consistent, uh, like he, he's had a lot of success in the league, a lot of like playoff appearances, decent runs. Like he's got he's third in playoff percentage. Yeah. So he, he, he's always consistently a pretty decent team. I would put Mason at number six. Uh, Sam has made a push of late. Like Sam's won two titles. I, I, I there are only four people on Mount Rushmore. Yeah, what? I, but like I'm saying, I said JT, Jeshu, and 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 Chip. Then I'm saying that last spot is kind of between Mason. Oh, and six. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I'm Go saying ahead. I'm saying Mason and Mason and Sam um, are are kind of that last spot for me. Um, I have Mason ahead for now, but I mean, who knows? This year, like Sam, if he wins the regular season, if he makes a playoff run, like. Maybe maybe he earns his earns his way up there with the two titles recently. Um, I do think that like there is something to be said for finishing last. It's it's almost more of like a tiebreaker though. Like it, it, it's not something I consider other than like if then I'm looking at two teams and like one team like in this case if you look at Mason and Sam, Sam's been consistently pretty good lately and won two titles while doing it. Mason's won two titles, but like it, it's always uh, you know followed a last place finish. Or sandwiched, yeah. Here's the thing, too, with 
here's the th- here's the thing too when you start to talk about JT, can you pull up who was in the fucking league in 2009? Because Mason always comes at me oh, two over that. one. I can tell you that. Two over one. It's like, wasn't Colin Chupp in the league in 2009? Right. It's like, it wasn't even the yeah. OG league. So, like, that's like one of those things where it's like, okay. There's you- 10 people and yeah. they include Jaden, Tim Miller, and Colin Chupp and Andy Bouchard. Yeah, so, it's like, dude, that wasn't fun. like... I mean, come on. So, like, if we're arguing those, and Kyle has done the same thing, which, granted, like, yes, is it the same league? Like, you can claim that ring, but is it really that, like, that? Like, do you look at that ring actually and you're like, well, hell yeah, I got it? <laughs> like, you know what I, I mean? mean? At the end of the day, you name me on the trophy. Like, no one, no one can take it away from you. You can only play who you yeah. play. And one um, thing that's not talked yeah. about enough is Andy Bouchard has a ring in this league. <laughs> He, he's he does have a ring in this league. His name is on the trophy and will be forever as long as it exists. He's the only, he's the only uh, non-crit member that has a championship. So what yeah. year was it where we all actually joined? It was like three years in, right? Because JT, we were either the same year well, or Ross. Remember Ross. Um, so it was, uh, if you look, let me pull up my like data sheet right what here. Where did Ross join? So I have it ranked by seasons. Jshu, yeah. you've played 12. Me and Brody have played 13. Yeah. And then one there's Drew six Dakota, teams that have played 15. Drew and Dakota joined the year after you did, Jayshu. So it was, it was you had like the original um, like six. Well, actually, Brody was in it the first year, then was out for two years, then was yeah. back in in a year. So it was, you had the original like six plus Brody. And then the next year, um, there were some, there were some changes, but then really it was, JT joined in 2010 and Brody, uh, or I guess Brody then joined in 2011 with Shu. So Brody rejoined in 2011 with Jay Shu. Um, and then Drew and Dakota the next year. Drew and Dakota joined in 2012. Um, and then Ross joined in 2014. Who was in the so, league in 2011? Uh, 2011 was so me, Chip, Mason, Sam, JT, Kyle, you, Jay Shu, um, Vince. And Marcus, Brody, and then it was Andy, Nick, and Marcus Williams. For the other three. That's crazy to think. I mean, I feel like that's crazy to think there was a point in time where, like, those first few years, it kind of like jump was jumbled around because now yeah. it's just like so set in stone. Yeah, I mean, we've had the same league now for uh, this is your this 10. Is the, 10th, the tenth consecutive yeah. year of like no no changes to league. That's awesome. I love that. I don't don't think, I don't foresee it changing. Um, I was going to say, do you think, I mean, you have, I don't think Vince would ever quit. I do think Drew could quit. I really do. But I, I, deep down, I'm like, I don't know if he would, but like he always says, and he doesn't want to go to the draft and does all this shit. I'm like, will this guy quit? Yeah, I, I would be, I'd still be surprised if anyone quit. I think everyone's involved enough, but like, Drew's anti-draft stance is like at a certain point, I think it becomes untenable, right? Like if you just never show up to a draft for the next yeah. 40 years of our lives, like what, what, like if, what if we never see you again? Like what the yeah. fuck? <laughs> and, yeah, and I do think, and I do think there are certain things that like constitute, which I don't, I couldn't ever see myself like missing a draft, but like at the same time, like at some point a motherfucker is going to have a kid. Like if you're having a kid, like, okay, you can't go right. to the draft, but like right. just to be like, Oh, I'm not going to the draft. 
Yeah. It's like, dude, the draft is so fun. <laughs> yeah, like that's I fucking love the draft. Yeah, why wouldn't you want to go to the draft? This is insane to me. Uh, and then like we're like we're literally going to his fucking backyard. Like we're going to Indy for the for the draft whenever it's a the the Kime compound. Yeah. And like that's literally fucking right down the road from him. Like get in the yeah. car. He's like, oh, I might, I'll, I might be there for a little bit. I might make an appearance. Like, what the fuck are we talking you about? Make the appearance, run the beer mile, bitch. Yeah. You're not locked in. <laughs> oh. uh, so, so we're talking about Rushmore. You guys say like only on the field success matters. Like, what about uh, off-the-field contributions to the league? Do those matter to Rushmore to you guys? I mean, I would love if they mattered because I, I mean, feel like I'm they fucking do, I'm on Rushmore either way, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so let's hear it, JT. I'm fucking patting myself on the back. No, I, I think it should be a mix, and I agree. I'm putting the two of us and the two commissioners on there, Jay Shu. Okay. You and me and Preston Chip. Elaborate, motherfucker. Well, you and me are obviously, like... When you look at the rankings, it's pretty clear we're the most successful teams on the field. Fair. And then I'm just adding Preston and Chip uh, for contributions to the league off the field, combined with their success on the field as well. And that's why we asked. So Vince decided to go the little brother out with the worst Rushmore that could ever be created. Um, P. Mills decided to go the the more performance-based route and JT, you decided to do a hybrid. And I think one thing that's common is me and JT run this league, regardless of. Shoot. Have we, have we gotten your Mount Rushmore on this yet? I feel like we, I feel like you ask everybody, but I don't know if we have your definitive on the, on the record Mount Rushmore. See, I like going last. Um, I don't know. I would definitely say JT, like, obviously, um, Everybody comes at me and says like, oh, you fucking suck and finds up any excuse to ever say that I'm bad in any sort of way. But I think I do agree with your point of like, you have to have at least one um, to be on Rushmore. Like if you can't have the luck strike one fucking time in however many years like that, that you're not on Rushmore. Yeah, I'm, I'm unlucky as fuck. It does not work for me. <laughs> Whether whatever way that you want to take it. Um whether it's performance based, a thousand percent on there, fucking content based. I mean, I'm Mr. Peanut Butter League, dude. Um, but I would put myself on there. I do think Chip is, or not Chip, I think Sam is, uh, is sneaking his way on there, if not already up there. I think I would probably put Sam on there. He is creating like a little dynasty for himself right now. Uh, the thing with Sam is he stays really quiet and then he'll like do something and then some, send something into the chat to talk shit. And I love yeah. when he does talk yeah. shit because it actually pisses me off. And I love that. Um, and then I guess who would be the last one? Yeah, I guess you would have to put Chip up there because when you look at the the rankings, like Chip is pretty far up there on the rankings. I always give Chip a hard time. I do think um, – because he's a pretty early Super Bowl winner too. Yeah, both, he won back to back back to back Super Bowls, um, and they were a while ago. It was 2011. 2011 yeah, 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 but, 2011. So, and I think the same thing with Chip. Like Chip is a guy that will never miss a draft. He'll put shit together. Um, mm-hmm. So even whether it's on or off, I think I'd probably throw Chippy up there too. Um, but I don't know. It's constantly changing. It depends on how you want to look at it. I will say, I think the two most solidified people, which I would never argue. I talk shit on JT all the time. I love to see JT lose. Um, 
But I would say me and JT, you just can't even fucking argue it. Yeah, I mean, you guys are both up there. I mean, I think that's that that's indisputable, um, just in terms of like the consistent performances. I mean, JT has uh, three Super Bowl championships, four regular season championships. Um, Shu, you don't quite have like the hardware. You've got one regular season title that came last year, and you have your one Super Bowl. But if you look at like where your final finishes are every every year. Um, I mean, you've been the, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven of the last nine years you've been in the, in the semifinals. <laughs> like, Bro, like, I don't think crazy. people understand too, because obviously people That's don't. so many years. Dude, I don't think people understand it because like, obviously I'm paying, you pay attention to yourself more than you pay attention yeah. to anybody else. But like. When we're talking about the fucking luck factor, dude, because I've had some wagons and then I've granted had some teams that weren't so wagons, but I've been able to sneak my way into somewhere. But like I could easily have a fuck ton of rings and like I'll get caught. And there's a couple of times where I've gotten caught the game before the Super Bowl just on my bad week. And then in the Super Bowl week, I've outscored everybody. And it's like, fuck, dude, I just missed it by one week. So yeah. like. I'm just waiting. And that's why I say, like, I truly think if I make the playoffs this year, I'm going to win. Right. I think that was the, kind of the crux of my argument. Even last year when we were, like, arguing rings or not rings, my argument was never that, like, you were bad. It was just, like, I think you're good for reasons that aren't your ring. Like, that was that's basically what I'm saying. Well, obviously, I had to uh, – I uh, that was – and that's another thing. I say shit on here, and then people hold it so literally. Like, <laughs> it's like, guys <laughs> um, – but no, I do think um, I do think a ring says something, though. I think you, I mean, you have to be, you have to have a ring to be in the conversation. Right? I mean, at the end of the day, if, just Preston, like, if Russia, if Russia drops a fucking like cyber bomb that just wipes out the internet forever, the only thing left standing will be that trophy, and the only yeah, thing we'll know is if your name's on that trophy. So. <laughs> That's true. Which is very true. So uh, let's flip it back to the losers um, because I always like to keep them involved. You know, we like to stay inclusive, keep them tuned in before we hop off here. You know, we've talked about the Rushmore. Who is just the worst fucking manager of all time? Uh, it's honestly not that close. Uh, actually, no, it is that close. It is close. Um, I, I, I think there's three teams that have a have consideration. Yeah, I, I think it's it, it's basically I think we're gonna come out of the same people. It, I mean, it's Brody, Vince, and Ross are definitely the, yes. in my mind the three worst. Um, I mean, consistent like bottom of the barrel performances. I mean, Brody has an all time an all time seventy four and one hundred and eight record, <laughs> which is so bad. I mean, it's it's four it's point four oh seven win percentage. The next worst win percentage is Vince at point four four two. So he's a full four percent or three and a half percent winning percentage worse than Vince, which, which is bad. Me, which brings me back to what? Hold on, I gotta bring this up because this shit kills me. So, like, what I think, and I don't even want to spill the mindset on here, like to give even people slightly of a fucking chance. But like, even Vince trading me his team, I was only going to trade if it was like the perfect scenario. And if the perfect scenario didn't get brought up, like I was dishing off AJ Brown and I was probably going to just say, you know what? I'm going to have a wagon next year. Yeah. I truly couldn't believe like with Vince's record and his lineup, like <laughs> trades. That he made. I was like, dude, why? A mentality. 
and he was and he was like, oh, I just next year I'm looking at all the teams. I'm like, dude, you have to. You gave yourself a chance, and you just have to give yourself a chance. Like, yeah. No, it was that was a like one of the all time loser mentality trades. Like you have an on paper legitimate like great team. Yeah, he like, was just so fucking butthurt that he couldn't get CD Lamb or Stephon Diggs to add to his team. Like he wasn't even going to give himself a chance in the playoffs. It's like look at look at who won the league last year. One of the just most mid fucking teams of all time. Give yourself a chance. Like, I know, and that's the thing that I found was like interesting going into this year. Is like last year everybody thought they could just buy their team. And it's like, dude, Sam winning as much as it hurt like me, like that was the best thing that really could have ever happened. Like actually is for him to win so early on. It's like when Vince traded me that shit, I'm like, dude, I don't know if, if you're expecting every year to go into it and just go into the playoffs, fucking 13 and 0 or 14, whatever it is. It's like, dude, you're not ever going to compete. Uh, yeah. I yeah. will say. At, for ahead, those dude. worst teams, there's only one team that hasn't either won a playoffs or a regular season. And that's Brody. In the whole league. And that's Brody. <laughs> He's never what? He's never won a regular season or a championship. Oh, okay. Because Ross dude. has won a championship and Vince, Vince has won a regular, regular season. season. He won a regular season in 2008. Oh shit! So, yeah, Vince, Vince won the very long. first, the very first regular season. <laughs> no, I mean that—that's a stretch. He having it. You want to count? Vince even have armpit hair in 2008, dude. Like, imagine how much has gone on in everybody's life since that time. Like, and being that bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so so Brody definitely has like the worst win percentage, um, and, and he's got the zero and zero, which I think probably makes him the worst. Uh, there's arguments for Vince in that, like he again, he hasn't won a regular season since uh, he hasn't won a regular season since the first season the league ever existed, um, and he's had a lot of like just not very good seasons since then. Uh, Ross, we talked about this a little bit on the last uh, podcast I was on, Jay Shu. Uh, Ross has one season with more than eight wins in the in his existence in the league. Which is bad. I mean, like, even when we were talking about Brody. uh, Yeah, well, he had nine wins that year uh, in 2018. But, like, even Brody has won nine wins, has had nine wins three times in the last, like, six years. Um, Even Vince had 11 wins in 2021. Like, Ross has had nine wins one time and has never, other than that, never had more than seven. (laughs) Like, that's just, that's just bad. What even... What even singles those three out more than anything is playoff percentage. We have 12 teams, eight of them make the playoffs. That's on average 67% playoff percentage. Their playoff percentages are Vince at 47, Ross at 44, and Brody at 38 when the average should be 67. So do you guys want to guess who who uh, like the fourth to last person is and what their percentage is? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess it's Dakota. I would it's say Dakota. Sam- Oh, it's a five-way tie at seventy-three percent, and it's Sam, Preston, Mason, Kyle, and Dakota. Wow! So five-way tie at seventy-three percent, and then Vince, Ross, and Brody are forty-three percent, forty-seven percent or lower. God. So, what do you guys think? I brought this up in the past. What do you think of making it harder, like, to get into the playoffs? I. I think it's interesting. Um, I think it would like definitely change how people approach each league. I, my concern with it is that it would definitely increase tanking. I would have like, tanked. 
like you, yeah, like you would have tanked. Um, Vince, I think, would have tanked harder. Uh, Kyle would have tanked probably harder. Like uh, Dakota probably would have tanked. Like there are, I think, just you would you would end up with a lot more inequity. However, you would also probably have. I mean, it, it would lead to most likely a more deserving champion. Um, I, I, the, I like I like keeping it up. The other way to do that is we used to have only thirteen regular season weeks. We could go back to that and make still have eight teams make it, but have four teams play in a play in or, or something in, in week one. And have like some bye weeks or something. We could have bye weeks. We we could have a four round playoff instead of three and give out buys. Yeah. That would that would reward people for winning the league or ranking high in the regular season. Yeah. I do yeah. think there needs to be some sort of a reward. I like mean we've tried so many things to like <laughs> To like try to you know eliminate tanking, and I legitimately do think it has it has like abated itself a little like a lot this year. Like JT did ran the math, and I think Kyle showed it too, and I, I talked about it a little bit as well. But like Vince was talking about, it, he's like, "Oh, we need to make a rule to cap top three round picks at five. And I'm like, "Dude, the only person th- this year that has five, or I guess next year, sorry, the only person next year that has five first three round picks is Kyle, um, and he has exactly five. And then I don't even know if anyone else has." I mean, there's a few people that have four, um, but it's it's like it's definitely a yeah. lot more even next year than it was this year in terms of the haves and the have-nots. Yeah, I guess when because I think a lot, I go back and forth. I think like when I say like it doesn't take as much strategy, and like I I understand the argument because then Mason's on his little phase of just fucking anything. I say, well, just say something. <laughs> and it's like, dude, I'm actually just looking to have a conversation here. Um. And I do understand like there's different strategies you can take to try and make your team better. Mm. You can do the tank route where you tank and trade all your picks, or you can do what I do and trade my picks or like Sam, like kind of he traded me JJ and like there's different ways that you can do it. So I understand that strategy, but I guess my point is, is like having a good draft or making the right. I don't know. I'm trying to, find a way to put it like it's just like it doesn't play as an important role to like how you like for me for example i fucking bust on damian pierce i bust on madison in the draft and i could have traded earlier i should have but it's like oh here's my first and second round and now i have two wagons at running back and i do yeah. think that takes away or like if you tank it's like oh it's I all these- but like i'll say this like you i mean it's testing your tolerance for risk though because like yeah. you i mean you're looking i mean if you look at the picks next year I mean, you're the only person without a first or second round pick next year. Um, and there's only one other person who doesn't have a first round pick. So I think there's definitely like, uh, I mean, you're in a you're in a worse position next year than you were going into this year. And I think like eventually, you know, if, if, one, if, if at some point, right, this risk doesn't pay off for you, like if this year, um, you know, you don't you don't win it. Um, you know, like last year you didn't win it. Like there, there, there's, there's definitely calculated risks you can take, but let's say it doesn't pay off for you this year. You're in a worse position than you were last this year, or sorry. Yeah. If you at the beginning of this year, and then if you do the same thing next year, you kind of can continually dig yourself a deeper hole. Yeah. Um, so the question is like, at what point does it catch up to somebody? Like, I think there is a, there is a, uh, like a come to Jesus moment where you get bit in the ass and you have like, you or, know, or it smooths things out forever. Like, if he ends up having and drafting a good team next year, he doesn't need to trade picks. But if he does, he does and gets picks. And then he can just manufacture a playoff team every single year doing that. 
Yeah, I mean, it just—I mean, but it just becomes a lot more difficult. Like, like next year, obviously, not having a first or second yeah. round pick, like it just makes. I mean, I know you have JJ, but like, it's That's still you guys. Be ready to trade me depth because fucking <laughs> trade deadline week, he will be getting dish. So first and a third or a lot of depth. If I'm in a playoff race, <laughs> yeah. One thing we don't. One thing we don't talk about enough for this year is Dakota. He's gonna pretty. He's gonna make the playoffs. Most likely, most likely, because he has a uh, a game against Drew. He didn't have a first or second round pick, and his third round pick was Patrick Mahomes, was his keeper, <laughs> which is insane. And he and he and Dakota is going to make the playoffs, and that's something that we haven't really talked about. That's like that's one team that didn't have picks, like some of the worst picks in the league. Yeah, and he he's a playoff team. He's probably not going to win the playoffs, but he he's yeah. in it. It's kind of crazy, actually. Like, I, I look at so, like, it, what's funny is, like, he also was. You want to talk about someone who was not involved in the trade deadline at all? Was Dakota. Like, you didn't see his yeah. name pop up at all. And I think it's because we probably all did the same thing. I mean, the people who were trying to get players, we all looked at his team and we were like, eh. Like, there's, there's nothing that I want. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. <laughs> which, I mean, which brings me to Dakota. I mean, I feel like, um, and this is taking a shift of the conversation, but I feel like league involvement has been quite low this year compared to other years. Maybe, maybe it's just like, maybe I'm making this up. I should say, but like, I feel like other years we're fucking losing our minds in the group chat. I feel like a lot of people who aren't necessarily quiet have become quiet. And I'm trying to figure out what's going on. I don't I mean, it's definitely still like, there'll be times when the group chat's popping off. And like, I mean, like you said, like chip has kind of stepped up and has been talking a lot lately. I mean, you ever since your trade have been talking a lot more lately. Um, I think you need some of those people to like, really like juice the, the group up and like make it, make it really go. Um, I also do feel like Vince is a little bit right. I think he mentioned it in the last podcast. It, it might not feel like there's as much going on because it's all in like these separate compartments. Like you can like yeah. look at like the general, you can look at like the game day thing, like the, they're like the parlay chat. Like you can look at all these different chats. Whereas before it was just like one stream of consciousness. <laughs> like <laughs> you had to go back like a hundred messages to find something that wasn't Jay Shu just screaming, suck my dick into the void. Like, <laughs> like so I think it just, it, it's a little bit easier to manage now, but there's definitely still a ton of involvement. Like, I mean, you can definitely, there, there's a lot of, of, of chatter going on. And especially with like, I mean, I'm very like locked into like what's going on with every team every week because there's like so many good teams. I feel like I'm a competitor this year. So like I, I feel like the league is very locked in, um, but maybe just not quite as much trash talk if that's, if that's what you're going yeah, for. Yeah, that's fair. And I will say shout out to Vince because we've been doing the, uh, the weekly parlay, which do you have our overall record for just the weekly parlay since the first yeah. Yeah, out this year? It's fucking horrible. The closest um, we've come is two games away, right? Yeah, was last no. year. Last year we had one. Last year, week nine, we were ten and two. And who were the losers? Uh, you and Vince. Of course, I was. <laughs> of course, I was. I'm. Uh, let me look at who. Let me look at who actually like you. You guys picked that week. Uh, you, Jay Shu, lost. Oh, you picked the Packers over who? Um, uh, I don't. I don't have who they played. Oh, I only it week who, eleven last year. Who was picked? It was week nine. Week nine last year, you had the Packers, uh, and Vince had Titans. Oh, Vince had Titans Chiefs over forty six, and I think that was the game that um, like Tannehill got hurt, and maybe Mahomes got hurt too, or something. It was like a very low scoring game. I must um, have been one of the last picks, dude. I picked a fucking three and a three and five Packers over a. 
or no, three and six Packers over a two and six Lions. <laughs> and the Lions won 15 to nine. Oh my God. So yeah, those are the two, those are the two busts that week. Who did Vince uh, pick? Vince picked uh, Chiefs Titans over 46. And that game went way under. I think there was like a quarterback injury and it like ended up being like a, just a rock fight. 37. Titans 17, Chiefs 20. Yeah. Um, this year, our best our best effort was – we've had two nine and three weeks. Week three and week nine. Uh, apparently, week nine, we do well. Um, week three and week nine, we had uh, nine and three weeks. And who are but the losers? That, it's a bunch of like six and sixes, which is just – Yeah, losers this year in nine and three week. <laughs> what do you say? Who were the losers in the nine and three week this year? Um, Aaron, right, Chip, week, and Drew. Yeah, it looks like week three. Drew and week nine was week nine was Mason, Dakota, and you, Jay Shu. Yeah, oh, of course I was. I cannot fucking bet, dude. If there is one dollar involved; it will lose. Um, <laughs> Which brings me to, I mean, do we think we ever hit this thing? I love the tradition that we created with it. I think it's absolutely electric. I think it brings the boys together. But do we yeah. hit it? I mean. I mean, yeah, I, I, I think eventually there's a possibility. I, I would love to see us at least get to 11, like going into a Monday night game or something. Like have us. The problem yeah. is even the weeks we do well, I feel like, like one of the weeks we did well, oh, week nine. So week nine we did really well, right? We were, we were nine and three. And one of those losses was the Monday night game. So really we were nine and two going through Sunday, but that one of those losses was your George Pickens anytime touchdown mm, on the yeah. Thursday night. So it was over before we even like Started. had a chance to like get after it a little bit, like enjoy it. It was like that loss happened. And then it was like, okay, everyone stopped paying attention. Then I turned back around and looked at it like Sunday night. And I was like, holy shit, we won nine out of 11 of these picks. <laughs> um, but yeah, I you think what's so like, brutal we- about that is I was all fucking riled up talking shit. And I, I didn't like necessarily, and I like, I didn't necessarily like, cause I had my pick and my original pick hit. Yeah, and it, was it, I, I was just like, fuck it. Like fucking around. <laughs> but like also, it was one of those things where like, obviously like neck me because I changed it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, fuck. <laughs> uh, yeah. This week will be interesting. Vince is trying to do the prop one. I'm also learning like that. Nobody in the league knows what a fucking prop bet is. Uh, because people yeah, keep trying to put money thing. lines and over under. My favorite bits is like when Vince says to do something and immediately somebody doesn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, the one time it was like I like listed all the games that you could choose. I was like, you can like here are the three games left you can choose from. And Ross comes in and like says something different, and I was like, dude, am I speaking fucking Japanese? You're like, what is going on? <laughs> yeah, I think the boys. If we do hit it, that'll be interesting because we have. Uh, I mean, how much would we like ballpark? Like, how much would we win? How many people are putting in money every week? I I think it's like six people every week. I think it's like so me, Shu, Vince, Mason, Chip. I know are regulars, and I think there's usually like one more, um, maybe Dakota. I don't know. I think there's usually one more who throws in also. So I'd say like there's like twenty five or thirty bucks at stake typically. And then I think on average it's like thirty x is what we would get, right? Yeah, yeah. So that it'd be turning thirty dollars into nine hundred. No, it's more than that. That's not right. No, that's not right at all. I think that's I I, I don't think that's right. Um, is it? Are we multiplying it by three hundred? So it'd be nine thousand. 
Yeah, I think it'd be nine thousand. More in that realm because, because it would be because otherwise it would be yeah because it would be, so if you bet a hundred it would turn into if you bet a hundred it turn into thirty thousand so if you bet thirty it would turn yeah, into okay, like okay. so on average it seems like a lot of our bets that we'd have a chance at winning we would multiply our money by three hundred times so we'd win about nine thousand dollars in a thirty dollar bet. But yeah, it's so sick. The thing is that week nine one that we came close to hitting was plus a hundred and forty four thousand, <laughs> which means it would have been. So what's JT? What's one hundred forty four times? <laughs> or a hundred? I guess one hundred forty four times one hundred. So yeah, one hundred forty four times thirty. One hundred forty four times thirty is. Oh, sorry, sorry. It'd be fourteen forty. One thousand four hundred forty times uh, times thirty. That's forty three thousand dollars. <laughs> And we yeah, won nine of them. Do we, do we just absolutely go lunatic at a draft <laughs> weekend? Or are you like taking some of that? Got to take the taxes out. But like, what are we doing for that? Yeah, I mean, I think that would lead to the most lunatic draft weekend of all time. <laughs> <laughs> just, I would be a thousand percent okay with just saying fuck it. <laughs> Put it all on the draft. Because if you have to divide it, like, right, like, let's say, like, each of us are putting in five bucks, right? So you put in five dollars. I mean, if it wins, if it wins. Uh, something like a plus hundred forty four thousand bet. I mean, that is you're that's still over you know five maybe six thousand dollars that you're that you're netting there on your own. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Maybe everyone takes like a thousand, two thousand bucks for themselves, and then still goes lunatic with like <laughs> the remaining thirty grand for the draft weekend or something. But uh, would be so sick. Um, but hey, we're coming up on time here. Last thing I want to do before we hop off. Um, we did this last year. I would like to do it this year again. As far as members in the league, last year I think we did who that person would would be if you had to compare it to a Thanksgiving dish. Yes. Now you can either go that route or you can do what their team this year would compare to a, a Thanksgiving dish. Okay, I I think I might just go with what the play, what the managers are. That's what I that's what I put the the my little pre uh, pre- preparation into. But if I think of something along the way, maybe I'll go and, and see what their what their team is. Um, but I don't. How do you want to do? This? Do you want to go just player by player? We all give our we all give our comparisons or uh, yeah. So yeah. we'll start off and we can go. Let's start with the standings. And do we want to start at the top of the standing or do we want to start with the fucking losers? <laughs> Let's start with the. Uh, let's start with the top. Let's start with the top. The top. The top. All right, you boys, take it away. Uh, so Sam. So Sam, I, uh, <laughs> I. I had a couple different different thoughts for Sam, but what I ended up landing on was that Sam is like the guy who would try to do like a some sort of like alternative like granola like ethnic uh, Thanksgiving like meal with his with his friends. <laughs> and uh, would and just because he and so like do something else like a fucking Indian curry or some shit for Thanksgiving, but because he's in Vietnam, I'm going that Sam's a banh mi sandwich because yeah, he's, Sam, uh, <laughs> Sam is just a banh mi <laughs> sandwich at Thanksgiving <laughs> with a dabble of cranberry sauce. Yeah. <laughs> JT, what did you have him for, Sammy boy? I gave him uh, pumpkin spice items. <laughs> So very, very festive. Um, You can call it a latte. Um, You can call whatever you want, but pumpkin spiced items in general. Okay. Yep. And then next up we would have, I, I, I'm going, I'm siding with Preston. I was going to name a fucking pork (laughs) kebab or something. (laughs) Nothing, 
nothing Thanksgiving at all. Just a fucking pork kebab laying on the table. Um, so next up is JT. Uh, P Mills, what do you have for JT? Uh, I had JT being like the healthiest Thanksgiving item. So like whatever that, whatever you want that to be, I think it's probably like the fucking like either like the salad, like a cranberry salad, or uh, I don't know what kind of salads people have on Thanksgiving, or maybe like green bean casserole, like something that has vegetables in it. And that's like green bean casserole is actually not healthy. So not that one. I think it's, I'll say JT is like the, the salad with some, with some nice like cranberry dressing on it or something like that. That's, that's JT's go-to. JT, what was your self-proclaimed dish? I'm giving myself the turkey. <laughs> Give me the main dish. I'm the best. I'm in the running. I'm the turkey. The turkey? Uh, just by looking at you, the only thing I could put you as is the fucking original pilgrim who just fucking raided in and slaughtered everybody with that beard. <laughs> my, so I don't even have you as the dish. <laughs> I just have you as the OG pilgrim dude dressed up and fucking just slaughtering people. Uh, I appreciate I mean, it. Yep. Yeah. For those who can't see on the video, JT's beard is looking full right now. <laughs> but no, JT always, uh, always one of the top dogs besides last year. You have a last place on your resume. <laughs> um, but uh, no, I think last year I got cooked. Wouldn't expect, yeah, you're a fucking burnt turkey, dude. Um, but no, expect nothing less. Uh, who's third? Uh, well, actually, JT's technically fourth uh, because of the way the divisions work. But then next would be me. <laughs> P Mills. I have you as like a just a fruity ass fucking cranberry sauce. <laughs> I mean, like you have to be there. Like it's one of those dishes, like where you're like, yeah, cranberry sauce, where it's like you're not going to be left out, but like you're not good, which goes back to your fantasy game as well. Like, like you had mentioned, if you had a, like if you were really that relevant, like you are, if you had a ring, you'd be in the Super Bowl. But like, so you always are kind of in conversation, but you're in conversation because you like just kind of are there and have to be in conversation. <laughs> I uh, I had myself so I had myself and Chip as just like you can go either way, but I think Chip and I I have as the turkey and the mashed potatoes just because we're the the founders of the league, we're the cornerstone that that birthed everything else. Like at the end of the day, the dish centers around what what started it all, which is the turkey and mashed potatoes. So that's me and Chip. Okay, so so I chose gravy, and I gave two different people gravy, but for Preston, uh, just kind of bringing the whole. Rest of the dishes together with the gravy. Okay. Okay. Who's up next? Uh, I think Ross. This was easy for me. Yeah, this so Ross, Ross, I also chose gravy for. <laughs> I <laughs> and, and, that, and that's because gravy is a, is a late addition to the plate. Uh, just like <laughs> okay. Ross is a late addition to our okay. crew. I had Ross as just the stuffing. Ross is fucking just Midwest big old boy stuffing right there. That's <laughs> I have Ross as a Turk duckin, dude. Just a, <laughs> for the same reason, just a fucking weird hillbilly fucking dish, dude. A Turk duckin. Which uh, have you guys ever had Turk duckin? I have I not ever had Turk duckin. I have. Have you? No, I haven't. But us being from Elkhart, Indiana, I'm actually extremely surprised by that. <laughs> Because what is it? it's the it's the chicken inside the duck inside the turkey? Yeah, it's and, like it's uh, something uh, fucked ones. up. It's something that like just reminds me of Ross, but it's something <laughs> fucked up. 
um, next up is number five. I think that's Chip. So I already I already put Chip along with myself as the turkey and mashed potatoes. So yeah, chip. The chip. Uh, I chose a goose. Just uh, <laughs> a, a meat that's like. A little, little more out there, you know. Is that even a fucking turkey on Thanksgiving? <laughs> people bitch? Eat that. People eat goose on Thanksgiving, yeah. You can, you I mean, like weird people snack out with your bare hands, dude. <laughs> a goose. Uh, it's a it's a meat. It's there, but it's out there. That's good. All right, all right, Chippy boy. I don't know what the fuck I have for Chip, but moving on. Who's next? <laughs> Uh, next is, I think number six is Vince. Vince is the one I struggle with. I didn't know what to put for Vince. Yeah, I chose ham and because it's the little brother of Thanksgiving meats. <laughs> oh, I like that. I like that a lot. That is a good one. That is a good one. Vince for me is probably like the cigarette you smoke with your uncle after the meal and you drank too much. Like he's the cigarette. <laughs> Uh, I, like, I like both of those yeah it's like the one where like you're just like a Vardy and you're stuffed and you're just like kind of like fuck sick. Uh, and then we got Dakota up next I would probably have or did we do Dakota no we haven't Dakota Dakota's next Dakota's just a fucking gravy dude just a greasy, greasy. I had Dakota as gravy too yeah <laughs> He's like, I, chose I, the, I chose a hearty sweet potato for Dakota yeah. That's a good one. Just a Dakota. Big... Dakota is just gravy to me. Like he, he, he's a little bit of a glue guy too. Like he goes with everything. Like you can pour gravy over the whole plate, and Dakota can, <laughs> Dakota can mix with anybody. <laughs> um, and then we got Kyle. Um, I stand by my decision with Kyle as always. Um, I think Kyle's the glass of water. Uh, <laughs> I had Kyle as the dinner roll. He's. he's... <laughs> Butter, just the pre-cut butterless dinner roll. I mean, the thing is, like he—he's—it's—it's it's, maybe it's a maybe it's a little bit plain, but it's a staple. Like you gotta have it. Like he's—you gotta have him around. You, you love, love it. Kyle. No one's gonna complain yeah. about a dinner roll, dude. No one's gonna complain about it. That's actually a really good pick. Yeah, I have him as dinner roll too. <laughs> um, we got Kyle. Oh fuck, we skipped over myself. What yeah. is my? So I was trying to think of like something like spicy. The what I could come up with, like you're like the deviled egg with some like hot paprika over the top of it. You're the you're the one to spice things up, like right off the right out of the gate too. It's like an appetizer. Like you just like get everything hot right out of, right at the beginning. Fair, fair. And I chose the cranberry sauce. It's just the the loudest colored dish on the table. <laughs> I asked my wife yesterday when I was thinking of this. I said, "What?" thanksgiving dish would i be or how would you describe me and she described me as stuffing because she said some people love you some people hate you you're always there and there's no in between <laughs> that actually that's a very good one i was that's like a really that is one. a very spot on thanksgiving dish and, a, and thought into it um we went to kyle where are we at we're at uh I, JT JT mentioned this one to me yesterday, and I agreed with him. So I'll let JT pitch it. Yeah, I chose him as tequila when we did uh, the drinks. I'll take him as tequila for Thanksgiving too. <laughs> the tequila, He's just the tequila shot. Brody's yeah. always the tequila shot. <laughs> the tequila shot. I was honestly going to say he was like a liquor too. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I would put Brody as a liquor, and then we have Mason. 
Mason, to me, Mason's the uh, the leftover sandwich like you eat for lunch the next day. Like you take all the ingredients, you take all the ingredients and you put them together and you put it on bread and you put some gravy on it. He's a, just a blue collar lunch pail guy. And he's just, but he's like, the, he's the glue. Like you just need that sandwich. And like, that's what Mason is. And, uh, and it, we all love him for it. And always, and you have to think about it tomorrow. Like it's like it's not relevant right now. You have to. It'll be a tomorrow thing. Yeah, that's a good one. I had mashed potatoes too. Dakota's sweet potatoes, potato brothers. <laughs> that's a good one. And then uh, last but not least, we have the self-proclaimed beer mile bitch. Um, what do we have Drew as? I had uh, I had Drew as the uh, the corn souffle. Just it sounds a little bit posh. He just like thinks he's fucking better than people. Like just just a little posh bitch. Drew corn soup. <laughs> that was good. And I've got salad. Salad for Drew. I have Drew as just the fat shit that I take later <laughs> in the day after I fucking eat all my food because that's how bad his season has been. Um. So it's literally the shit I take. Um. After, <laughs> after the day's over. Love it. Love it. Uh, but with that being said, boys, um, good episode. We're an hour and a half here. Anything that you want to say before we jump off, before heading into, we have games Thursday, Friday, Sunday. Any, Monday. uh, hey, don't forget about bears, Vikings, Monday night, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Monday. <laughs> and Monday, of course, Monday night. Football. Uh, uh, no, not too much. Just we're going into maybe the best weekend football-wise of the year. I don't even know if maybe. I mean, absolutely the best weekend football-wise, I think, of the year. Um, so just everyone enjoy it. Buckle up. See you in the playoffs for those who are going to make it and aren't in the fucking shadow realm. And uh, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, JT. Do you think um, your grandma's going to have sex on her wedding night? I have no idea. That's a good question. <laughs> All right. With that being said, bitches, I'm back. <laughs> Vince, play my theme music. Couldn't think of anything. Bye.